I'm Ebony K. Williams. I'm your attorney at law and your host. Welcome to Holding Court. We're going to analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. We're going to dig in deep as to how our courts impact culture. We're going to break it all down for you from gavel straight to your news feed. And this is what I promise you every week, y'all. We're always going to keep it 100%. that right, Dustin Ross? That's right, Ebony. And it's your boy, Dustin, everybody. Let's hold court. Dustin Ross, my dear, um, this is incredible. Yes. So just sitting here as we are about to officially launch Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams, I'm moved. I'm excited. Uh, and I wanted to go back. So yes. our relationship, because people are going to ask us this. Mm-hmm. How did y'all even become a thing? It how was did the, this happen? It's the duo everybody needed, didn't know they wanted. Did not know. <laughs> did not know. And honestly, Dustin, I didn't know. So mm-hmm. A good girlfriend of mine is a huge fan of yours. And so when I was launching this show, I was going to do it solo. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, it's it's strong, it's it's concise, it's crisp, but I want a edge. I wanted mm-hmm. that X factor. And she was like, check out Dustin Ross. So I, I did what every good, decent human being does in this day and era. I, I slid in your DMs. Come on in. They was open uh, for you, Ebony. Open. Yes. And um, I'm looking at this. This was a March of of this year wow. this is right at the the brink of covid so this is what i say i say dustin really like your energy and content i know rona has everything thrown off and effed up but let me know if you're open to a brief phone call i would like to chat about a proposition yes and you hit me and you said go on and call queen yes and then from there it was just a vibe that was a call that i was definitely going to take because mm-hmm. i knew of your work I knew of the the accuracy, the precision, and just the overall presentation. The mm. overall presentation, excuse me. And there was no way that I was not going to be a part of that because you really did not need me, okay? Oh, and love. so for you to to I wanted you though allow but me I to compliment you. you, okay? Yes. For you to give me that opportunity, I I would have been remiss not to take it. So I'm very happy to be in this seat, and I love this show. So I'm so excited. Um, we want our listeners to learn. On holding court with Emily K. Williams, we want them to broaden their understanding. We're not yes. here to tell you what to think. I want no. to be clear about that. Everybody grown. Mm-hmm. Everybody's open to get their own opinions. We just want to give people a different way, perhaps, That's to right. think about yep. it and consider it. Yep, and a little bit more information to inform yep. <laughs> those opinions. <laughs> Listen, okay. I, I, I love an informed yes. opinion. That's the only kind I'm going to take. I'm just yeah. going to be honest. So well, let the people know. <laughs> um, so we started with this Breonna Taylor episode. It was a mm-hmm. lot of different ways in the current climate that we could have started this show and launched with. Why for you, Dustin, was it important that we just come out the gate mm-hmm. with Sister Breonna Taylor? Because I feel like it was such a necessary conversation. Um, it was a conversation that was being had literally, literally, excuse me, all over the world. Yep. Um, and who better to discuss it than people who share the experience of being black in America, mm. um, being Every misunderstood, <laughs> literally not having a voice. So let's take advantage of ours. It was the perfect topic to launch this long-term conversation with our audience with. So, Indeed. Yeah. That's my thinking, too. We, uh, you know, we originally had a different episode. We've let's, de- let's, a let's very be different episode. <laughs> very different episode. It's in the can. We will still share it with yep. our audience. Audience, but we made a, a joint decision to say, you know what, this feels like the place to start the yes. conversation. Yes. It's timely. Um, Brianna's legacy is still very real, mm-hmm. um, despite uh, what what a BS grand jury might have decided, a BS attorney general. We get into all of that good shit in this first episode. Uh, Brianna Taylor, uh, her legacy still lives, Absolutely. and we're going 
going to uh, acknowledge that. Yep. And this is an ongoing conversation. So we just wanted to kind of begin it here. Tip of the iceberg. Yeah, just tipping the iceberg. So to start this week's episode, I want to play an excerpt. Now, this is from Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron from his press conference on September 23rd. I know that many in Louisville and across the Commonwealth and country have been anxiously awaiting the completion of our investigation into the death of Miss Brianna Taylor. There is no doubt that this is a gut-wrenching, emotional case, and the pain that many people are feeling is understandable. Our investigation showed, and the grand jury agreed, that Mattingly and Cosgrove were justified in their return of deadly fire after having been fired upon by Kenneth Walker. Let me state that again. According to Kentucky law, the use of force by Mattingly and Cosgrove was justified to protect themselves. This justification bars us from pursuing criminal charges in Miss Brianna Taylor's death. The truth is now before us. From the grand jury's decision in Louisville, Kentucky, which ultimately, and it still breaks my heart, but, but sadly I understand it, I'll get into it, the grand jury decided ultimately to not indict the officers who killed Breonna Taylor. Which is baffling to me, to say the least, that, you know, three police officers could file a total of 32 bullets and only charges that are made against them have nothing to do with the person who actually lost their life. Nothing Nothing to do with Breonna's death. Not a damn to do with Breonna's death. Um, But you're right, Dustin. One of the officers was charged. He got three counts of wanton endangerment, which is a charge that most people have never even heard yeah. about until this case, right? Uh, but again, not the wanton endangerment of Breonna Taylor's life. No, 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 no. This, this officer was charged because of the, the bullets that missed Breonna Taylor, essentially, right? He was instead charged because of the shots fired into neighboring apartments where another man and a pregnant woman and also a child were sleeping during uh, this entire uh, uh, raid. It, it, it just was... Um, was 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 mind blowing that that this decision came down like this. But again, from a legal standpoint, Dustin, this is what's wild. It makes sense. Which is what's confusing me because you know I know that we're going to dig deeper into this as we move forward. But mm-hmm. in the attorney general's statement, he said that they were justified in the deadly fire that occurred, but the charges that were filed have nothing to do with Brianna's death. So it's a bit confusing for mm-hmm. you know the layman. Yeah, I'm gonna break it down um, and, and, and make you. Uh, understand why it does make legal sense, and that's why ultimately the remedy to not having any more Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. tragedies is changing the law. Mm-hmm. I, I keep saying it, Dustin, mm-hmm. um, but that, that's where we are here. So listen, um, Dustin, you sign contracts all the time. You know, you boss behavior, boss moves <laughs> and shit. Um, you read them, though, right? You read the documents you sign. Uh, hell yeah. I do. I, I saw the TLC movie, so it won't be any more of those <laughs> You're shenanigans not trying to get no on my watch. No RAV4s on no my RAV4s. watch, Ebony. No. Um, I feel you. I feel you. Listen, everybody should always read the documents uh, that govern their lives, the contracts, the paperwork. You read your lease when you yes. get an apartment. Yes. It's the same shit. Um you got to know your documents. And this is something I speak about often. Um, the reference point for me, you know, I'm a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And every Talk AKA it. will tell you, honey, <laughs> know your documents. That's right. But but it's the same. So as human beings that, that live in this particular country, Dustin, our ultimate document as it relates to how we move in society is the United States Constitution. That's literally our terms and conditions, right? Say that. <laughs> literally. Say that. In particular, Dustin, when, when I talk about the Constitution... 
I want to talk about the Fourth Amendment because that's the part Mm -hmm. that governs this notion of searches and seizures. And particularly, it talks about how we are free from improper searches Mm. and seizures. Mm -hmm. Let's listen. The Fourth Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. And no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. All right, so what does that mean? There's restrictions to how the government can search and seize upon you. Okay. Thank God, right? Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) Thank God. I just felt it's... I'm just interested to dig further into this so we can define what those boundaries are, mm-hmm. you know, because as we say in our community often, that's my damn house. You know what I'm right. saying? So we often take ownership of that space, and I'm sure that can apply to the law as well. I want right? to I I sit with this a minute because what you said is important. That's my damn house. Yes. The law agrees with that. Okay. The, the law, the way the laws are written— um, whether it's the castle doctrine, whether it's stand your ground, uh, the spirit mm-hmm. of, as you say, the culture says it's my damn house. The law actually vibes with that. Wonderful. The law says that there is a presumption, mm-hmm. right, of of a, a, a you know sexist and shit, a man in his castle. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I'm going to just say that the, the queen and her throne. Yeah, right? you know, 1791, you know, they, they were still slow. figuring it out. The patriarchy yeah. was real. But yeah, the law actually... Uh, coincides with that notion that there is a presumption of right yes. and protection yes. as it relates to one's domicile, yes. one's home. However, so so the so the presumption is when it comes to searching and seizing in one's home, there are very much limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you can stand your ground in certain state, and if anybody uh, poses any kind of threat mm-hmm. into your home, yes. you know what I mean. Yes, um, that's that's where we get that the castle doctrine. Same yes. thing. Man's home is his castle. There we go. There mm-hmm. we go. So 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 that vibes with the law. So that's why I think Dustin, when people hear of the notion of Breonna Taylor and her boyfriend being intruded upon, yes, in the middle of the night, we're talking about almost one o'clock in the morning, um, and there's a lot of misinformation out here, which I want to clear up as to was it a no knock warrant? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a legal term. Listen, uh, this whole season on holding court, this is exactly what we're going to do. We're going to unpack. Um, our civil rights, Mm -hmm. the Constitution, how our Congress, our elected officials, all this shit works together, state and local law enforcement and authorities um, that basically erode or restore these rights. That's the game we're really playing here. We're going to get deep into it in a second, but first, let's get into the headlines on this week's document. Right. With that, let's just get into today's docket, Dustin. Um, I picked these three stories. I know I sent them to you over the weekend, like in a mad fury, because I got excited. And they were perfect choices. Don't you perfect love them? Perfect choices. Timely choices. Timely choices. So first, let's go with the light-skinned brother, Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams. <laughs> light-skinned brother with the blackest name I have ever heard Listen, in my life. black Jesse as hell. Williams. And I okay? can say that as a fellow Williams. Absolutely. Absolutely. Black as hell. 
Jesse Williams, won't he do it? Okay. Okay, so Jesse, um, we all know and love from Grey's Anatomy. Absolutely. Also, uh, in addition to being an actor, I want to give this brother credit, he is an activist. Absolutely. His voice is definitely being heard and has been heard from quite some time. Yes, absolutely. And he was married to, um, I don't want to know if it's childhood sweetheart, but a, a sister who had been with him a long time. Yeah, they were, she was a real estate broker, if I'm not mistaken, you and, not he, was mistaken. A school teacher, and he was correct? a school teacher, correct? he was a school teacher, yes. Yeah. And they married young, and, and she was with him throughout the development of his career. Mm-hmm. And likewise, they have two children. Yes. I want to say they're five and six years old. We know they went through a very high-profile separation. And finally, their divorce is finalized, Dustin. Yes. That's why they're on the docket today. So Jesse Williams and his ex-wife formally divorced. However, what's making headlines and the people want to know something about is this child support situation. It's a situation. So... According to the filings, Jesse is responsible for $50,000 a month child support up until October of last year, mm-hmm. at which point that transitions to 40000 a month mm-hmm. for child support. And that's going to be, uh, people are asking, how long does he have to pay that? Up and until yes. is my answer. Yep. He's going to have to pay $40,000 a month child support until these children reach uh, majority age, which is 18, mm-hmm. uh, in all jurisdictions in the country, unless... Unless, and people want to know this, Dustin, let's say, you know, right now things are popping for him. He's probably getting a good Grey's Anatomy residual mm-hmm. check and all this. But let's say uh, the coins dry up. Right. Let's say, heaven forbid, his career takes a turn and he's not making what he's making now. What then happens? Well, then you uh, you get your lawyer or you go into court and you ask for um, a, a, a modification. Okay. You ask for a custody or child support modification order. And that's when the judge looks at your new financials mm-hmm. and says, okay, uh, y- your money's not looking like it used to, so we're going to modify the order. But short of that, he's on the hook for 40000 a month, Dustin. What do you think about that? Is that too much, or what do you think? Listen, if it was me, I would have a completely different approach to the whole situation. I believe in having some sort of amicable situation where we don't even reach this point. Okay, be friends. You know, if you share if you share a history with a person uh, where you guys were in the trenches and working together and, you know, they were a part of your come up. I just believe that you should set her up properly. Okay. You know, be her friend. She deserves to live at a certain standard of living yeah. based on what you guys have been through. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make, Make it, it happen. It doesn't even yeah. have to get to this. Buy her a big, beautiful home. Support her lifestyle. So you know, loving. it's for your kids. You're so loving. We can get along. We ain't got to do all this. You, you know, know? what's um, what you're speaking about though is a real legal option, and that's called a consent mm-hmm. arrangement. Um, and sometimes couples do vibe like what you're talking about. They have that exact mentality. Well, listen, we, maybe we didn't work for whatever reason. The problem is, let me just sidetrack. Put 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 a little pause in here. That sounds great, Dustin, unless somebody still wants to be in the relationship. Yeah. That's the problem, is that somebody has the attitude you're speaking about, we lived, we loved, mm-hmm. let's move on, I'm going to do you right. That's all great, except for when the other person, could be the man or the woman, mm-hmm. to be clear, or, you know, whoever, same sex, they ain't ready to move on. They don't yeah. want you to move on. And now they are using the adversarial nature of this kind of agreement to weaponize it. Now, I'm not saying that's the case here. I don't know this. But system. it happens, and but it, it happens happen. often. I believe in neutralizing all of that energy. Mm-hmm. If I know that you're going to have that approach toward me with this situation, I'm going to counteract that in the beginning. Let's right. talk about the hard stuff. Yeah. Let's get, you know, we have children together. We need to be friends with one another. So I let's agree. have a real friendship. I'm sorry we're not together, but I'm still going to look out for you because yeah. you have my children. And even if you didn't, fuck all that. Like, let's just make this thing work. Make it right. It does not have to get to that. $50,000 a month is a lot of well-deserved mm-hmm. 
money. I, listen, I agree. I wasn't bothered at all by the forty thousand a yeah. month child support or the fit. There's a couple of months where, where it's, Jesse's yeah, yeah two months of spousal support. Mm-hmm. And I want to just clarify here: spousal support versus child support. Child support is like you said, Dustin. That's only for the kids. Yes, that is all associated expenses for the children. Mm-hmm. Your spousal support is for you. And your lifestyle. So things that she had grown accustomed mm-hmm. to throughout their marriage, whether it's her clothing, her um, beauty and hair and, and health care, anything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. As it relates to the kids, that's where the child support comes in. Personally, I'm not at all mad at the 40000 That brother's either. got it. So go ahead and give it. Yep. Okay. So next up on the docket, ah, Miss Cardi B. Belle Calis. Miss Wap herself. Yes. So Cardi's a trip here for, with this one to me. <laughs> so Cardi's now on record. We all heard that she had filed for divorce from Offset yes. a couple weeks ago. Yes. We all presumed that it was because of another alleged infidelity. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everything I saw, Dustin, I'm going to ask you how your social media looked. Everybody was in support of Cardi mm-hmm. and saying, good, if he's cheating, leave. And then people were being real shady and shit, talking about, oh, uh, that, see, she don't cook and clean. That's why <laughs> like she's about to lose the ring. It's like, nigga, please. You know, yeah. how many of y'all grandmothers was cooking and cleaning yes. and still got the hell cheated on? Still cooking and cleaning Stop. right now and still getting cheated on and right now. And still getting cheated on. So, please. Yeah. So, most people were, were supportive of Cardi. Is that what you saw? I definitely saw an outpouring of support for her i think that a lot of people have been waiting on kind of open season on her and offsets relationship to Mm. offer their opinion Mm -hmm. um and she kind of gave them that opportunity by sharing this with the people so so right so she files for divorce i think we all took it at face value i know i did Mm -hmm. like I am divorced. Mm-hmm. We've discussed this. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about it more on the show as it arises. Um, it's serious. Mm-hmm. Even when you're... And I was actually her age when I got divorced. I okay. was 28. Yeah. So it's, a, it's very similar. Got married in, you know, 26, 27. Quickly saw the shit wasn't mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I'll be the first to own. I was a shitty, shitty wife. Um, I don't believe that. No, I but was. Go ahead, and it wasn't even about for infidelity or none mm-hmm. of that for us. It was just... I was about me, Mm -hmm. Dustin. Mm -hmm. And you know what? In a marriage, it can't be like that. Yes. More on that later. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But here we are. We filing for divorce. I went through that divorce. And even though we didn't have kids, they, of course, do. Mm -hmm. Offset and Cardi have a little little baby culture. Uh, It's still a serious thing, is my point. Yes. It's a serious thing. It is the death of a relationship. And it is a rebuilding. So I took Cardi very seriously, Mm -hmm. is my point at this long-ass tangent. Then here come Cardi, Dustin. I was just playing. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I just did that to teach his ass a lesson. Yep. Come on now, Cardi. Cardi is at a place where every dynamic of her life is amplified, amplified, right? She's famous. She's rich. Everything's in the headlines. And I think just everything being extreme, you know, has has trickled down into things like this. You know, instead of us just arguing and fighting, I'm going to go file for divorce. And it's going to be public because I believe she said a clerk. Um, at the court, shared it with the media or whatever, and now it's out. So yeah. everything is just sensationalized, and, and, and all of her action, actions are just, like, extreme now. It this is. is just another example of that. It is, and, and maybe I'm too much in my feelings about it, because I got to say, I, I, I ride with Cardi, but I thought that was the height of immaturity. I agree. You know no, I, I mean? agree. Like, I get it, sis, but divorce ain't really nothing to play with. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this, at, at my wise old age of 37... <laughs> Uh, don't throw that D word out yeah. for real. It's not good. I did it too. That's what I'm saying. I'm not judging her because mm-hmm. I did the same dumb shit. It's taking my ring off all mm-hmm. the time and even through the engagement and, you know, we married for two months and you do some shit I don't like. You know what? I'm a divorce. Don't. Yeah. Couples, you know, if you really want to protect what you're building in the marriage, 
really work to not put that D word out yeah. there. Unless you mean it. It's a very final thing in its nature. So <laughs> I think it should be reserved for yeah. times that are final like that. I agree with that. So we'll see. Um, but hopefully, Cardi, don't don't be playing with the divorce word, child. <laughs> Even though I'm sure he got on her damn nerves, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a couple other options before you get to that finalized D word. And and you don't have to tell us. Yeah, and that's another thing, though. Going How about back to that? something you mentioned, um, though, about the clerk. Mm-hmm. People need to know. It's not just because Cardi's famous. Any one of us. Mm-hmm. Divorce filings, marital filings, that shit is public domain. Yeah. It is public record. So everybody out there, know that. People know that there's money to be made by sharing that information, fueling headlines, clickbait. You know, so it's just something that you have to be aware of, basically. Right. So to your point, when you don't want people in your business, this is where I get, I I, I can't do it with celebs, Dustin. Because on one hand, you're saying you don't want people in your shit. You're telling people to mind your business. Don't comment in my relationship. But then you're making public action. Yeah. Like a divorce filing. Mm -hmm. That's a public action. Mm Mm-hmm. Pick a lane. In addition to petty actions, Ebony, like (laughs) posting that you're single AF on your Instagram and things like that. It's one thing for someone to see that information and share it. But when you then fuel it by posting that you're single and, you know, petty Instagram captions, you're not really helping things. You're not helping things. And, you know, one of the things I learned as uh, as a kid, Dustin, I don't know who taught me this, but, like, when we're in relationships, Mm -hmm. we're grown. And... We go back and forth with our, our significant others. We get into it. That's yes. normal. That it's is very happen. normal. She's right about that. What is not cool, though, is to invite your loved ones mm-hmm. and the world into that back I and forth. I agree. Because you're going to forgive that person. Yep. And you're going to reconcile with that person because you love them. You have the emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We don't. Mm-hmm. Our emotional attachment it's is to, to you. you. Thank you. And that person that hurt you at that time, we not fucking with. Period. Indefinitely. And we don't forget. And we don't what forget. What they say on Game of Thrones, the North remembers. Okay. <laughs> Listen. So yeah, so I just that's just shout out to to, to privacy. Mm-hmm. If if indeed you want to preserve and protect your relationship status and you know he gonna do some fuck shit, you gonna do some fuck shit, and then y'all gonna be back together. Mm-hmm. And so go on and keep it cute and keep, keep it, it in the house. Yeah. 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 Uh, so last up, um, this is a difficult one on the docket because uh, I think our hearts are all still tender, Dustin, about mm-hmm. uh, the passing of the great, the king, Chad yes, Bozeman. Yes, absolutely. So this brother we know we lost uh, just uh, a few months ago at, at 43, so young. Our peer, truly our peer, uh, to a devastating battle with cancer. And as sad as that is... The only thing that to me is compounding it is the fact that now he 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 married the love of his life right before he passed. Yes, um, beautiful sister, and now she's having to fight in court to be the executor of his estate. Why? Because Chad made the brother rest in peace, and we love and adore him. But Chad didn't do what so many of us don't do. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a will, Dustin. Yeah. This brother died what we call intestate, mm-hmm. and that is when you die without a will in place. Um, uh, and I, I want to specify what kind of will, a legible one mm. and a legally binding one. I yes. say that because it's a lot of celebs that die with no will, no effective one. Aretha Franklin. Now, yes. she had a bunch of iterations, but nobody can even understand them. And so it's like her, her kids and her estate, they're still fighting. To this day. To, to this day over this sister's millions in debt. Um, and so that's the situation with Chad's wife. Uh, she's filing uh, to be the administrator, rather, of his estate, the uh, the executor. He's got about a million dollars, they're mm-hmm. estimating, in his uh, 
collective property uh, estate as his wife, mm-hmm. even with no will. She'll probably be in good shape, Dustin, because they had no children. Yes. She is his only surviving heir in mm-hmm. that way, so to speak, um, or surviving spouse, rather. And so she will get all of their community property Mm -hmm. and she will split his separate assets. So anything deemed separate before they got married that he owned, she'll split that with his parents. Sounds fair to me. It sounds fair. And again, most states, I want to, and this is California, I want to be clear, that's where those rules abide. Most states have something similar, but just. Everything's not clean like Chad's situation. Yeah. Chad ain't had no kids. Yeah. He had no kids with no two, three different women. Yeah. That is common, especially the older you get. People yes. have second families, and that's no shade. That's just reality. You need to have your affairs organized at the end of the day, literally at the end of the day. Because the end of the day is coming. It can come. And another point on this one I want to make, Dustin, um, our generation, our society gets a lot of what's the point of marriage. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. I'm not trying to tell nobody to go walk down no aisle if that's not what you want to do. But I do want to highlight this, Dustin, as an example of where marriage becomes important. Mm -hmm. Because had they not been legally married before his death, this sister would not be entitled to assent. Wow. Oh, no, I'm serious. People talking about this stupid-ass common law. Most jurisdictions, including California, do not recognize common law nothing. Yes. So in the instance of sickness, in the instance of death, Mm -hmm. the legal rights around Marriage matter. It's a protection. It is. And, and you know, you, you don't have to look at it through the lens of it being a, a something, a union that's, you know, blossomed from love. This can literally, literally be you and your partner saying, okay, hey, things may happen. That's let's right. go ahead and get our shit organized if that means we have to marry, marry one another. You know, let's do that. This can be a business arrangement. People do it all the time, Dustin. People marry for health care in this country. Uh, people marry for citizenship. Citizenship, I was just about to say <laughs> that. Because yeah. you know I'd be watching 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, love it. Like okay. a mother. Um, listen. Um, so, yeah. So, listen. Shout out to um, to, to, to Chadwick's uh, lovely widow and, and, yes, and God yes. pray for her and, and, and the family that she gets what she needs to, to survive mm-hmm. and to be okay. Cardi, girl, stop playing with divorce. Yes, it ain't cute. Get off my line with that. Right. <laughs> uh, and and, and Jesse, go ahead and give the sister what she needs. Give her what she kids. needs. Look, it's be happy together, okay? Y'all mm-hmm. have children together. You need to be friends. Figure it out. And if you have to take the lead in that, just take the lead in it. Build the relationship. No matter how mad. Friends are for. Th- look, through Listen. good times and, and bad, bad times. times. There you go. You better stop mean. it. All right. So uh, that's <laughs> it for the docket today. You are such the best. Uh, Dustin, when we come back, of course, we are going to get into the nitty gritty. And that is all things of Sister Brianna Taylor. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of hurt feelings. A lot of um, understandable rage mm-hmm. and outrage as the way this shit has gone down. The title of the episode is Brianna Taylor. Make it make sense, mm-hmm. and that's what we're about to do here on Holding Court. We're make about to it. make it make sense. There you go. Welcome back to Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams. Now, for today's main segment, which we're going to be calling Culture and Justice, uh, we're going to talk about killing of Sister Brianna Taylor. Now, we are recording this the week after the Kentucky Grand Jury delivered their decision to not indict on any criminal charges against any of the officers who killed Breonna Taylor. Now, there was one indictment, but it had nothing, nothing to do with the killing of Breonna Taylor. All right, so Dustin, by the time we release this episode, I'm sure, as always, there are going to be some more developments, whether it's the federal investigations, um, maybe additional settlements, we'll see. But for now, for today, I do want to unpack all the things we do know currently based off of the news we just got last week. 
Now, Dustin, help me out here. For those that may not be following every little nuanced detail of the past six months, can you just kind of give us an overview um, as to some of those details? Absolutely, Ebony. And I think the the best place for us to start would be the 911 call that was made that night Mm -hmm. um, by Kenneth Walker, who, and that name is very important. People should know that he was Brianna's boyfriend that was with her in her apartment that night in Louisville, um, that night of March 13th, 2020. So let's start with that 911 call. 911 operator, where's their emergency? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what's happening. Somebody kicked in the door and shot my girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> my God. Okay, how old is your girlfriend? She's, she's 26. Bring it. Oh you said 26? God. Where was she shot at? I don't know. She's on the grill right now. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. You said she's 26. Is she alert and able to talk to you? No, she's not. Breathe. God, help! Oh my God, yes, help! What's your name, sir? Oh, I need you to Wow, that's a lot. Um, I want to, I want to make something clear here that's gonna, it's gonna sting. So when we opened the show, Dustin, and we heard from, um the attorney general Cameron and he was talking about how he ended he ended that press conference with with the fact that was most favorable to his ass mm-hmm. which was that these officers are not being charged because they were legally justified and you 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 pointed this out they were legally justified in returning fire deadly fire yeah deadly fire yeah and i want to say that's true i want to say that's true and i'm going to tell you how this works y'all so no knock warrant 12.40 in the morning, they banging, but they're not announcing who they are. Brianna's boyfriend, mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker, legal gun owner in the state of Kentucky. He had a, a firearm in his castle. Legally. Legally permitted. You banging on my door in the middle of the night. You're not telling me who you are, although I'm asking. Mm-hmm. I'm asking, who are you? You're not saying anything. Mm-hmm. He opens fire. Mm-hmm. He did initially open fire, not in the wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. He was lawful in that, in the state of Kentucky. I want to be clear. Then, because he opened fire, it did open the door for law enforcement. Oh, let me be clear. Mm-hmm. It was on the other side of that. Law enforcement, of course, in this case, to defend themselves with deadly fire because they were being met with deadly fire. Mm-hmm. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why there is no indictment. No knock warrants, I'm going to say it plain. Um, they're so inherently dangerous, mm-hmm. Dustin, that um, I don't think there's any exception. There's no fact pattern that makes this justifiable. Yep. It's just, it, it, it's like everything in the law is supposed to be about balance, right? It's supposed to be about um, the pursuit of justice in this way warrants um, this exception. Well, I'm going to say in this case, because of sisters like Breonna Taylor, yes. who at 26 years old is no longer with us, somebody lost their daughter, their sister, their girlfriend, their future mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that is not justified by some damn drugs. At because that's all. the balance. That's what the equation looks like, Dustin. We're supposed to believe as a society, a reasonable society, that the recovery of drug evidence is so highly valuable um, 
that people should die. That's and that's that that is too much for me. Yeah. Um, there were so many things about this case that were not uh, sensible to me. Period. The mm-hmm. the boyfriend that that they had the warrants for was not even the same boyfriend that she was in the apartment sure with. It was her ex boyfriend. Newsflash: All black men aren't the same. They're not literally, and and this yeah. is not that person. That's it's why. a lot of elements, but we got to break them down. <clears throat> what is important is this warrant. And the fact that a judge in this jurisdiction signed off on this being a no-knock warrant. Because that's the first thing that's um, confusing people, Dustin. You got your AG, Daniel Cameron, mm-hmm. saying this was not a no-knock warrant. Yes, the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. It said it on the warrant itself. Wow. Okay? It absolutely was a no-knock warrant. Now, the problem is, you all the specifics mm-hmm. that are required for a no-knock warrant to be legally issued. Yes. They weren't there in this case, Dustin. The, the, the warrant, when you see it, it was a copy and paste of previously four other warrants that were all about the ex-boyfriend. By the time this warrant was issued, that was executed, that allowed these cops to go up into Breonna Taylor's house at one o'clock in the morning, that warrant, Dustin, was so generalized that it didn't even specify Breonna Taylor's so-called involvement in the drug scheme. By this point in the investigation, Dustin Ross, she had already been downgraded to what they call a soft target. Wow. This woman wasn't even seen as a viably important part of the investigation anymore. Come on now. Wow. Everybody got to get fired. So, okay, <laughs> like that that's just it. We need a clean sweep yeah. in Kentucky because this type of mishandling, this is the worst possible, the worst case scenario. And you it know? happens often. So so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the change in law because, you know, we, we about solutions here at Holding Court. Yeah. So over the summer, after the killing of Breonna Taylor, the city of Louisville itself, A, passed a ban on no-knock warrants. Because that's like the first thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. You see some shit like this go down. An unspeakable tragedy and wrongdoing because tragedy doesn't even feel like the right word this is beyond tragedy yes this is is. wrongdoing yes when that happens you got to get rid of these no-knock warrants so so to their credit the city of louisville passed a local ban on no-knock warrants and they they called it appropriately brianna's law wow that would prohibit no-knock in that jurisdiction okay it also would require body cameras while executing search warrants you know why that's important Because if there were body cams, we wouldn't be disputing whether or not these officers knocked and announced themselves. Because that's 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 real murky right here. Right, Dustin, because you've got the AG saying, quote, it wasn't a no knock warrant. A. Yes, it was. It was literally written on the warrant. B. If it's a no knock warrant that's effectively issued, then he's right. You don't have to announce or knock. But then you've got your witness, Mr. Attorney General, that you were one out of 12, mm-hmm. 12 people were interviewed, mm-hmm. 12 neighbors. Mm-hmm. Of the 12, 11 said they didn't hear shit. Yep. You have one witness that says, oh, I think I heard something after three different interviews. First two interviews, that same witness said he didn't hear anything either. Yeah. Third interview, miraculously, the you story change is changing. Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you think you heard something. But also that same witness, important to note, Dustin, said that said it was a lot of commotion. And I could easily believe mm-hmm. that Brianna nor her boyfriend heard anything. Mm-hmm. OK, so you're admitting that there was a very likely chance that nothing was heard on the parts of these victims, um, which would not be illegal because the no knock warrant was in place. Yes. Improperly granted. But, but it in was place. in place. Yeah. And that's what I want people to say. So when I say make it make sense, 
It does make sense. And that's what I keep saying on social media. Does This shit is not... It's working exactly as if it's supposed to. This is how it's designed. And, and I was talking to um, some of my, my attorney friends that do this work. They actually represent these families of, of, of victims of police violence and homicide. And they say this. They say, you know what's real shitty? Is you look at the media, Ebony, and you see a bunch of, bunch of you know, ta- everybody went to law school overnight. You know, right, everybody right, went to law right, school on Instagram. Right. You know, Twitter and, Esquires. And, listen, yeah. that part, D. And, um, and they're up in rage and they're saying that this is an injustice and a miscarriage of the law. But it is not. Mm-hmm. This is actually a completely accurate legal conclusion mm. based on how the laws are currently written. Which goes back to your point that the laws need to be changed right. in order to, to see something right. different. Right. Yeah. We can't get a conviction. As <sighs> much as, as, as it broke my heart, I know it broke yours. We, I saw you on social media really, really brokenhearted mm-hmm. and furious mm-hmm. at the same time about the fact that these officers were not charged with the killing of Breonna Taylor. They were only charged, one was only charged with the, with the bullets he missed, <laughs> right? How crazy. But it makes sense. Dustin, it makes sense because the laws as currently written don't provide for a way to hold law enforcement accountable for this sloppy ass police work. The reckless endangerment, quasi intentional, uh, negligent killing of folks in this country. Um, There will be no justice. So there's the law and there's justice and they're different. According to the law. I hate to break it to y'all. This was a right outcome. Mm-hmm. It was a right legal outcome. So if we don't like it, y'all, we have to literally mm-hmm. lobby. Mm-hmm. And you got to vote. I want to connect the dots politically here, Dustin. We in an election season, baby. Yes, we are deep in it. Okay. So if you form in your mouth to say justice for Breonna Taylor or George Floyd, and your ass is not planning on going to those polls now or on November 3rd, don't say shit to me. Don't say anything to me. Cause I'm gonna be at the polls, so you ain't you ain't even gonna be able to talk you to me. To talk I'm to gonna you. be at the polls voting. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. I just can't yeah. believe it. And all these distractions, all these these this Kanye West um, situation, all of these people who are distracting us from mm-hmm. our one goal in this time. Yeah, it's because they don't get how it's connected, doesn't see. You gotta understand. I'm talking about changing laws, and people are like, okay, Ebony, you're saying change the laws. How do we do that? Well, you have to change the lawmakers. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I can't sit here and make a law. You can't sit here and nope. make a law. Those are made by lawmakers. We do vote on them. Yep. You vote on who sits in the United States Congress, who sits in the House of Representatives, yep. who sits in the U.S. Senate. It all connects. This is the importance of voting. You got to vote for your judges. And guess, guess, guess who, who we started this episode with and talking his bullshit? Mm-hmm. The Attorney General, mm-hmm. Daniel Cameron. Mm-hmm. His ass is elected, too. In the meantime, mm-hmm. we got to tell our people what they need to know, Dustin. Yep. So that they can figure out how to navigate a rigged system so that there's not another Breonna Taylor. And also, I think it's important just in terms of, like, morale, right? People need to not feel as hopeless as this sort of information can make a person feel. Right. If you think that we live in a world where, which we do, where police Mm -hmm. can just come and bust up in your damn house and kill you while you're in the bed sleep because of something that a judge signed that was not even supposed to be... uh, Erroneous. Yeah, completely erroneous. Let me ask you one question because this is, I'm sure, a question that the people will have. So the attorney general of Kentucky, Mm -hmm. even though the laws are written this way and we can clearly um, align what took place with the way that the laws are currently written, you know, and come up to that that conclusion that no one was charged. What could the judge, what could the attorney general have done 
to make this right? Is there a way that he could have gotten around just plainly applying this law mm-hmm. so specifically to justify the fact that no one's being charged? Is there a way that this ge- attorney general could have charged these That's officers? That's a strong question. So the answer is actually yes. Okay. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, um, a prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. You've heard that? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's because when you go in front of a grand jury as a prosecutor to get a a grand jury indictment, which is a secret proceeding, Mm -hmm. it's a one-sided presentation of the evidence, Dustin Ross. There is no... Matter of fact, as a... You know, I was a defense lawyer. As Mm -hmm. a defense lawyer, we didn't even know a grand jury was convening. Next thing you know, my client, you know, is arrested. I'm like, what the... Yeah, yeah. So that's how one-sided the grand jury proceeding is. Mm -hmm. Meaning the prosecutor gets to have sole discretion over the witnesses that come come forward, the evidence that's presented to the grand jury. So there's a it's, it's a unilateral, a one-sided argument being made to these jurors. This is crazy. Okay? So that's that's how grand jury proceeding works. So theoretically speaking, to answer your question, yes, Daniel Cameron if he so chose could have only had let's say he could have kept that one witness off from not testifying, right? You know, and and only had the eleven witnesses that said, "Hey, we heard nothing." Da, 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 da. Now, this is where it runs into an ethical dilemma. Okay. We all, as lawyers, and also then as prosecutors, we take oaths. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is a high moral work we we're doing, allegedly. Mm-hmm. We take oath that says we do not bring forward cases as prosecutors that we don't have a good faith belief that we can garner a conviction for. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's where you get an overzealous prosecutor narrative from. Prosecutors that bring cases that they know they ass can't prove in court. Yes, <laughs> You yes. know what I mean? Um, so you don't want to run into that. So, so I would say, is it possible that Daniel Cameron could have presented the evidence in a way that skewed towards an indictment and led to these officers or one of them at least being at least charged with the killing of Breonna Taylor? Yeah, theoretically that's possible. Would it have been ethical? Probably not. Yeah. Because of the argument I just told you. Because when the shit hits the fan, the analysis becomes very simple. Heartbreakingly so. Kenneth Walker, the boyfriend, justifiably illegally opened fire at an unnamed threat at his home. And then those law enforcement officers were legally justified in returning that same deadly Mm -hmm. threat. So one of the things people have questions about Mm -hmm. is the fact that earlier in the news cycle, before the announcement of the no indictment, there was the $12 million civil settlement. Yes, yes. And it was a lot of uh, commentary about how that settlement, while a good thing, Mm -hmm. which I'll speak to, is not justice. Mm -hmm. Now, actually, somebody posted this on social media. My co-host on State of the Culture and dear friend Remy Ma. Shout out to Rem. Shout out to Rem, whose pin goes hard. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Remy, Remy and I had a bit of a disagreement over the nature of civil settlements when it comes to justice. Okay. Now, Remy's like, listen, and, and it was in the context of uh, Me Too movement mm-hmm. and women getting payouts or, or things like this for um, the wrongdoing of men. And Remy's like, listen, you know, if somebody rapes or assaults me, you know, I don't keep your money. I don't want your money. I want your ass to go to jail. Mm-hmm. I said, cool, sis, I hear you. Mm-hmm. But there are instances where for a variety of reasons, that level of criminal conviction is impossible. Yes. And so thus the only legal remedy available to said victim is this civil money payment. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where we find ourselves um, with uh, Sister Breonna Taylor. So, again, <sighs> we, we see clearly now there, there'll be no indictments for this young woman's uh, wrongful death, her killing. 
But there was this $12 million wrongful death settlement by the city of Louisville with uh, Brianna's family. And I want to go through what it means and what it doesn't mean. Mm -hmm. The first thing it doesn't mean is that these law enforcement officers themselves that were uh, involved with her killing directly will pay anything out. No. Okay. That And that's important to note, I think, Dustin, because the city of Louisville, which actually means the taxpayers. Are paying this money. Are paying this money. Not the, not the wrongful actors. So y'all, they did it. Y'all mad about it. And y'all going to pay for it, Correct. too. That's Basically, exactly that's right. the way this rolls out. That's, that's an accurate analysis. <sighs> um, uh, that said, you know, uh, Ben Crump, who's one of the lawyers representing yes. uh, the case. And, you know, we, we all know, know and love Ben Crump at Legendary. this point. Right. Um, he, he does this work a lot. Uh, you know, he 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 makes the point that 12 million has been at least on record from his research, the, the highest payout for the wrongful death of a black woman in this country. The downside of that, though, Dustin, is it still pales in comparison to the payouts of our white counterparts. Um, now, what does Breonna Taylor's uh, family do with $12 million? That's not our business. Right. What I'm more concerned with is that there are some additional requirements mm-hmm. that come with this settlement beyond the money. Uh, there's going to be requirements that policy changes uh, occur that keep Breonna Taylor uh, from not happening over and over again, the killing of Breonna Taylor uh, hopefully becomes one of the last we see like this. So those those requirements include a mandate for police supervisors and leadership to approve all search warrants. That's key, right? Because, you know, to me, at the, 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 the root of this sister's tragic killing that was signature. a shitty warrant. Right. Yep. A, a, a wrongful, erroneous signature by a judge on a wrongful, shitty warrant. So when you start... Uh, doing this type of corrective measure, Dustin, and, and you have superiors and leadership and more checkpoints, basically, right, along the way in the process of the warrant itself. Yes, yes. That's how you go about making sure that there's no more Breonna Taylors in this way. Um, okay. So, so that's something to to, to kind of add to the, to the puzzle here. So there is that. Um, we can look forward to those type of corrective measures taking place um, as we hope to see justice in the future. Now, that's positive. That makes me personally feel a little bit more hopeful, you yeah. know, to see something come out of this that that is basically some sort of light at the end of this tunnel. Because, listen, what's the tragedy without some kind of opportunity for change? We need something. We need something. So so hopefully we will continue to see, and not just in Louisville, right, but in, in jurisdictions across this country, more scrutiny on these warrants, on these judges, better training, more post-investigative um, scrutiny mm-hmm. and prosecution and, and these type of... Because this was a systematic failure yes. that led to this woman's killing. Li- quite literally, especially quite literally. after you've outlined it as plainly as you have in this episode, it literally was a mm-hmm. systematic failure. Yeah, so when we go about the work which is mandated in this settlement requirement to start changing those systematic failures, mm-hmm. that's, y'all, when we can start to see justice in a bigger way. So hopeful mm. for that. Listen, thanks, everybody, for listening. Please, y'all, follow us, subscribe to us here at Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams. Tell a friend. Get the word out because the work we're doing on this show, you know, it's it's really about empowering our people. That's right. That's what it is, Dustin. Empowering our people to figure out how to navigate a rigged-ass justice system uh, as we all work for the collective change um, of our systems to one of justice. So, uh, listen, check out our episode notes for links to additional resources for the information we talked about. Holding Court is produced by Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media and presented by the Black Effect Network from iHeartRadio. 
I'm your host, Ebony K. Williams, and you can follow me on Instagram at Ebony K. Williams. That's Ebony with an I. <laughs> and my amazing co-host, of course, Mr. Dustin Ross. Follow him on Instagram at Look at Dustin. And what a sight it is to see, oh. let me tell you. Our sound engineers and editors for this episode were Fela Davis and Dennis Orenbeckoff from One on One Productions. Thank you all for listening and join us again next week. <laughs> <laughs>